is your community spirit. This just so happens to be the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. You know what? Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit. Coming at you live, local, and in your face here on WDBX 91.1 FM, Community Radio for Southern Illinois. It looks like it's going to be a nice and balmy one out again today. Uh, warm day, walked over here to the radio station, uh, got a little bit sweaty, uh, but it's, it's, it's good. It's all good. It's part of summer in Southern Illinois. I'm happy that summer is here, having a good time this summer. How about you? You having a good time this summer? Uh, if you've been going to any sort of happenings here in Southern Illinois, I'll bet you have. Uh, all right, so let's see what we have today. Today we have the usual combination of news, happenings, etc. Uh, or, as you may have noticed if you're a regular listener, uh, or Denny Jaman is not here today. He's out there in the world teaching renewable energy. That's uh, something he tends to do every now and then. <laughs> Uh, keeping things going in the meantime while he's out. And let's start with some news. So we've got a little bit of news today. Heat wave. Now, heat wave conservative pundits deny the existence of record-breaking heat wave. Now, here, this, here, here, here WDBX, we've got a nice uh, air-conditioned uh, booth that we're in here when we're talking. Uh, we don't keep it on too cool because we don't want to you know, it wastes too much energy, but uh, it's it's cooler than it is outside here. So I can kind of understand uh, Rush Limbaugh there sitting in his little booth, uh, not really understanding that temperature records have been broken. Uh, but here's the quote from him. Almost no temperature records were broken during the recent heat wave. And uh, other pundits have said things along similar lines. Uh, this, this one sort of blows my mind. There were only 34 new all- Time daily temperature record set is what one of these people is saying. <laughs> Question number one is only 34. Is that is that really such a small number? Question number two is is it really that low? Because according to the information that I have, there are uh, 
somewhere between 700 and 7,000, depending on how you define a uh, all-time daily temperature record. Because that's, that's actually not a very accurate term that that author is throwing around there. There is uh, such a thing as daily records and all-time records. A daily record is when you compare the max and min temperatures that the, of that day to the same date in previous years. An all-time record compares the max and minimum temperatures of the day to every day in every year. So it's an important distinction there. Uh, July set 70 all-time maximum and all-time minimum records. Uh, no, 70 all-time maximum and 175 all-time minimum. And as we talked about last week, those all-time minimums are some of the most important ones. Because, you know, if it's if it's hot during the middle of the day, if it's, you know, 95, 99 degrees out, and you don't have any air conditioning, that's pretty bad. But if at night you at least get to cool down to 80, you know, something along those lines, 70, 80, that's a little better. But if those all-time minimum records rise, that means that it is... Uh, day-to-day not cooling down as much at night, which leads to more risks of uh, health risks for people who don't have air conditioning. So, yeah, there's a lot of data on this. Uh, one of the important things when, when Rush Limbaugh or someone else, including me, is flapping their head, they flap their mouth, uh, is just look at some of the data. So uh, U.S. records broken or tied in the month of July so far. Uh, as I mentioned, all-time highest maximum temperature, 70 uh, all-time highest minimum, 175. Now, the monthly's highest max is 125, and the highest minimum is 330. And now, daily highest man- maximum and minimum temperatures are even more surprising. Uh, in the U.S., there have been over 2,000 daily maximum temperatures uh, that have been highs. That's a lot. You'd almost think the climate was changing. <laughs> And now, once again, the weather obviously isn't climate, uh, but that's part of why we look at these figures of over the course of an entire year, over the course of many years. And uh, I I just had to mention this story because for uh, these pundits to be out there saying there is not uh, any heat this summer, (laughs) I'm sure they read that in their press release, but why don't they just go step outside? In other news, violent denial. Norway terrorist is a climate change denier. Now, in case you're not familiar, there was a very big tragedy in Norway uh, uh, this past week. Uh, a, a, I believe they still think it's a lone individual uh, because this, this individual uh, confessed to killing 76 people in two attacks in Norway. And uh, initially I wasn't going to mention it because, it, number one, I didn't know there was an environmental tie-in, and number two the mainstream media was covering it. But then it sort of dropped out of the mainstream media's eye, and this may be one of the reasons why. Um, inspired by climate denial pundits, right-wing Norwegian terrorist Anders Bre- uh, Breivik 
railed against global warming in viral communism in his manifesto. Breivik, who confessed to the attacks, published an, uh, on the web a 1,500-page manifesto describing his uh, conservative conspiracy theories. In one section, uh, Green is the New Red, Stop Envirocommunism, Breivik argued that global warming is actually an eco-Marxist plot to create world government using the anthropogenic global... Now, I, I'm often, I often don't talk too much about these sorts of conspiracy theories because I don't want to fuel uh, the fire of them. But since in this case it led to, uh, led to some violence, I wanted to bring up that issue because we don't want people doing violence. <laughs> there's, there's no reason for people to be attacking each other over differences of opinion like this. Uh, so he has, he has a lot of, he's got a lot of more information, I guess 1,500 pages worth of information about his conspiracy theories. Um, although these conspiracy theories don't seem to have any basis in fact, they are in line with much of the mainstream opinion among American conservatives. Uh, he cites some American conservatives uh, in uh, his manifesto, and he also talks about the ClimateGate scandal, which we reported on here on Your Community Spirit a while back. There was when some emails got hacked into and some uh, things got discovered and some things got blown out of proportion by the... Uh, right-wing media. <laughs> so uh, so let's see. Yeah, he also, uh, James Dellingpole is a uh, one of the conspiracy theorists who uh, regularly appears on Fox News, uh, including Glenn Beck's uh, now-defunct show. So he also, he, he basically, I, I've only read a few excerpts. I haven't read the whole 1,500-page diatribe, but he basically took a bunch of media figures who were climate change deniers and strung their arguments together and said it was his reason for uh, uh, going on a rampage. So this is all the more reason to uh, discuss issues of climate and ensure that uh, the facts are clear to people. Uh, I can understand why someone would be upset if they believed the things they actually believed. But that's why it's important to get multiple sources of information. Here, here your community spirit, we've got information. Um, if you're wanting to look into the science yourself, a, so a site that I highly recommend is skepticalscience.com. They actually look at some of the climate-related data and analyze it, and uh, they analyze the arguments saying that climate change isn't happening. And by and large, it, it's a nonpartisan site, so they do sometimes point out uh, reasonable arguments that question some of the climate change-related data. But by and large, there's over 90% of climate scientists who are convinced that human cause, global warming, does exist and is currently affecting the climate. All right, we've got, uh, I believe, another, yeah, one more uh, climate-related story. But first, I wanted to mention another site uh, that I just remembered. It's climateprediction.net. Uh, this is a site where you can download a screensaver. It's the Boink screensaver. And uh, whenever your computer is not in use, this screensaver will start processing data to analyze climate models. So sometimes you see these scientists bust out these cool graphs saying, you know, oh, here's a model of how climate has been behaving, and here's a model of how it will behave. Uh, you can be a, a part of that process. You can help that happen. Uh, it basically works. When you're not using your computer, the screensaver kicks on. 
Uh, it downloads data, it processes data, and sends that data back to the scientists at their uh, research facilities. So it's pretty exciting. I've, I've used this screensaver for a long time for the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Uh, it's kind of fun scanning the skies to see if there's any sort of signals coming from outer space. But uh, I've added this climate project to it at climateprediction.net because uh, as much as I'm excited about the prospect of finding those uh, alien life signals, I think uh, doing climate research is <laughs> very pressing, a very good use of my computer's processing speed. All right, so another story, Lost at Sea. Climate change is already leading to the death of baby polar bears. Now, this is a really sad story. We're going to have some more cheery stories uh, after this. But uh, unfortunately, climate change isn't just affecting polar bears. Um, it's also killing uh, baby polar bears. Uh, how, how villainous is that, you know? <laughs> uh, the study tr- there was a study recently that tracked polar bears swimming long distances. And it found that the cubs swam, that swam more than 30 miles at a time were more likely to die than cubs that didn't. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, they are still babies, and they have a harder time making those swims because, uh, like humans, they get water up their noses in rough seas, and if they're still young, they don't know how to deal with that. They don't have that very thick layer of insulating fat yet, so being in cold water takes a toll. Now, a lot of people may not realize this about polar bears, but they're very sort of uh, amazingly uh, developed to handle that cold with insulating a layer of fat, special fur, all that kind of stuff. And the little young ones don't have that ready yet. Uh, that lack of <coughs> excuse me, that lack of fat also means that they're not as buoyant as their parents. Therefore, they have a harder time keeping their noses above the water. Now, this is a really sad story. Uh, there's not much we can do about it directly, but it is another reminder of uh, reasons why to pay attention to climate change, because. Uh, if climate change melts the ice, then it gives those uh, young bears further distances to swim and makes life harder for them. And anything we can do to make life easier for those baby polar bears is a good thing in my book. to some Vivaldi there. That's Vivaldi we're playing during the interludes. Uh, the four seasons. Guess which season we're playing. <laughs> That's right, summer. All right, in other news, this is a bit more cheery. Uh, exciting prospects. Farming stories. Now, this is a little pun there, not just stories as in tales, but also stories of a building. Farming stories. Manchester turns a disused building into a vertical farm. Now, some people may not think much of the idea of urban farming. Uh, maybe they want to put more people in those uh, areas, or maybe they just don't like food. <laughs> uh, who, who knows why people don't like urban farming? Uh, but what if an urban farm was, A, vertical, 
and B, using an otherwise abandoned space. That's a pretty exciting idea, right? You've got these people complaining about uh, urban blight anyway, uh, these buildings that have been abandoned. What if you could do something about that? That's the plan for Alpha Farm to be built at, uh, in the Withenshaw area of Manchester, England. It's going to be constructed in a, quote, fairly generic disused office building, according to the team behind the project. And it's going to grow vegetables using aeroponics, which involves spraying roots with nutrient-rich mist, hydroponics, which involves using water to uh, raise the plants, and aquaponics, which is basically hydroponics except a tank of fish is also attached to the system, and nutrients come from the fish. Uh, you know, the activity that the fish do daily after they've had enough to eat. Uh, that helps to fertilize the water. <laughs> so uh, this is pretty exciting. I like this idea of, you know, big cities, got these abandoned buildings anyway. Uh, why not create a vertical farm? One more quick story here. Shocking technology. Paper antennas pull electricity from the air. Now, this is pretty exciting. Uh, the air is full of energy, uh, not in a sort of metaphorical way, but in terms of electromagnetic radiation from TV stations and phone networks. That kind of energy. That ambient energy is just being wasted. But a team from Georgia Tech is developing inkjet printed paper antennas that could generate enough energy to power a small gadget. Uh, they've successfully operated a temperature sensor using the electromagnetic, electromagnetic energy that is captured from a television station that was half a kilometer away. They're now preparing another demonstration in which a microprocessor-based microcontroller would be activated simply by holding it in the air. Now, that's pretty exciting, and it, uh, if you sign up for our newsletter, you can email me at treesong at treesong.org, or you can check out grist.org, where we get a lot of our uh, eco stories from. Uh, you can see pictures of this sort of thing. There's a picture of this uh, technician with these two pieces of paper, and uh, they've printed some shiny material on it with these uh, geometric designs that is designed to collect that electromagnetic energy. That's pretty exciting. Energy out of thin air. All right, let's mention a few holidays. There's always something to celebrate. And uh, here at Your Community Spirit, we always keep an eye out for what those things are. Today is the 210th day of the year. There are 155 days left in the year. Uh, we've made it most of the way through. That's pretty exciting. We may actually survive another year. <laughs> All right, uh, today is the anniversary of NASA. Uh, it's been kind of sad recently. They uh, are closing down their space shuttle program, uh, but it is not the end for NASA. They have plans to uh, work with a private contractor uh, to develop new space programs. Uh, so, anniversary of NASA. And uh, sort of ironically enough, the birthday of Will Wheaton, the actor. Uh, he's known for many things, including his recent appearances on a TV show called The, Gu the Guild, 
available online, which I really enjoy. But it's ironic because he's also known as uh, as a character from Star Trek: The Next Generation. So he's got his birthday on the anniversary of NASA. Some other birthdays coming up on Saturday: uh, Henry Ford, the industrialist. Uh, uh, he's also been uh, had many bad things said about him because of some of his uh, policies. He uh, his company worked with the. Uh, uh, with the uh, assembly line. Uh, he also was allegedly a uh, fascist sympathizer, so <laughs> just to put a, uh, a challenging note on the people who like to idolize him. But Henry Ford, his birthday. <laughs> it's his birthday tomorrow. It's not his birthday today, so we can mention the allegations of fascism. <laughs> but tomorrow will be nice to him on his birthday. Uh, other birthdays coming up. Uh, Henry Moore, the sculptor. And Casey Stengel, the baseball player. Sunday, let's see, the anniversary of the U.S. Patent Office and the birthday of J.K. Rowling, the author. Monday is the 1st of August. Uh, it's uh, Girlfriend's Day. It's also a holiday called Lunasa. It's uh, the midpoint between the summer solstice and the autumn equinox. It's a holiday celebrating the start of some uh, harvests. Uh, harvesting things now, like the peaches are certainly ready. Uh, I've been having a few of those. Uh, that's one of the characteristics of Southern Illinois, the peaches being ready about this time. Uh, some other holidays coming up. Uh, Ramadan is coming up, uh, coming up on the 1st of August. We also have Respect for Parents Day. Now, this is, this is a good one. Uh, parents uh, do a lot for their children. Uh, at least if they're good parents. <laughs> so if your parents have been good to you and have done a lot for you, then uh, Monday is a day for special respect for them. Hopefully you're respecting them every day, but Monday especially. It's also the anniversary of MTV. Now, a lot of people don't realize this, but the M originally stood for music. I'm not entirely sure what it stands for now because they don't show as much music anymore, but MTV. It's also the anniversary of the World Wide Web. It's kind of funny to think that that didn't exist at one point. Uh, uh, probably, sadly, one point in my own life. <laughs> All right, so birthday of Jerry Garcia, musician, and Francis Scott Key, the, uh, the writer of the U.S. National Anthem. Another good one, the Abolition of Slavery Day in Jamaica. I think here at your community spirit, we can officially say we are not in favor of slavery. <laughs> So they, it is good to have holidays celebrating liberation. It's also because of that, it's Independence Day for Jamaica, and it's also uh, Independence Day for Benin. Uh, let's see. Got Tuesday is the National Night Out. It's the anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the official signing of that. Birthday of James Baldwin, the author. <laughs> Wednesday is the birthday of Martha Stewart. So we can all uh, create little doilies out of newspapers and such, do home arts and crafts in honor of Martha Stewart. <laughs> all right, Thursday is National Underwear Day. So I don't, I don't know, I'm not going to ask if you usually wear underwear. Uh, that's your own personal choice. But uh, Thursday is National Underwear Day, day to celebrate underwear. It's also the birthday of uh, President Barack Obama. And Louis Armstrong, the musician. Uh, I'll celebrate Louis Armstrong there. He's, I like his music. 
let's look at some local happenings. If you want to send happenings our way, you can email them to me. My email address is treesong at treesong.org. If you put radio uh, in the title of your email, that will help me find it on Thursday nights when I'm looking for stuff to share on the radio. All right. Happenings Rice and Spice, the International Slow Food Dinner. It's coming up at 6 p.m. tonight at Guy Haas Interfaith Center, located at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Now, they're still looking for guest chefs to host dinners throughout the summer. Um, in, the, in the fall, they usually have uh, a bunch of pre-planned themes, re- usually related to countries that people come from. Sometimes some other theme, a holiday dinner, uh, someone's particular theme of the week. But they're still looking for a few of those for the last few episodes of summer. So, what is slow food? Well, you know what fast food is, right? A slow food dinner, people meet and cook together. As they get together at 6, and then they meet and do some of the cooking and eat around 7 or so. And uh, it's it's fun. I started going to it now because it brings all sorts of different interesting people, different meals. It's a good time. Tonight, 6 p.m., 9.13, South Illinois in Carbondale. Another regular Friday happening that is fun to attend is the Friday Night Fair. Those also happen Friday at 6 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion, corner of Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. Uh, Local homegrown and handmade products and services. Uh, There's also free live music out there. Uh, Live music, free music, good time. some other happenings. Saturdays are an exciting time here in Southern Illinois. On Saturday mornings from 8 a.m. to noon, we have the Farmer's Market. That's over at the West Town Mall parking lot, just west of the Murdale Shopping Center. Then right after the Farmer's Market, there's the Vigil for Peace. That happens uh, Saturdays at noon at the Town Square Pavilion on the corner of Illinois and Maine. They are bearing witness to the costs of war and holding out hope for the prospect of peace. Other happenings coming up. We have Out of the Wild, Reptiles, coming up on next Thursday, August 4th, 1 p.m., at the Cache River State Natural Area, the uh, Barkhausen Cache River Wetlands Center. It's over on State Route 37, three miles south of Cyprus. Each month they feature a different critter. Uh, This time they're featuring uh, reptiles. For more information, you can call 628-657-657. Two zero six four. All right. I believe we have time for two more happenings. One I wanted to mention is that uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, Ordenijimon is off, off out there in the world doing his his teaching of renewable energy. But uh, I wanted to mention that that's coming up. There's some of that coming up here locally. Uh, he's teaching an intermediate solar design and install class at uh, John A. Logan next week. Uh, the website for John A. Logan is uh, jalc.edu. And uh, they've got information there on summer classes. 
it's an exciting time. He, he teaches periodically these classes on solar energy. This is an intermediate level class. Sometimes he teaches them elsewhere, but we're fortunate here in southern Illinois that uh, we get to learn about renewable energy. And also, coming up uh, on Saturday, August 5th, is the beginning solar knowledge class. So intermediate is if you've already studied the topic a little bit at a beginning solar class or if you have previous experience. But on Saturday, August 5th, regardless of what your experience level is, regardless of if you're a homeowner, if you're someone who's interested in becoming a solar energy professional, if you just want to learn what, how renewable energy works, uh, Saturday, August 5th, over at John A. Logan College. Uh, so it's exciting times learning about renewables. And I also want to mention quickly our final happening of the day, uh, Nighty Night. Uh, you may be familiar with the band Nighty Nights. I know I am. I've enjoyed their shows. And they're playing over at the Varsity Theater uh, with Wei Zongle. Uh, it's a uh, benefit for the Science Center is uh, happening prior to this. Uh, the uh, They're having the benefit from 5.30 to 7 p.m. on August 4th. Uh, it's a auction to benefit the Science Center. Uh, then they are having the show itself at uh, 7.30 is when the doors open for that. And all proceeds of that also benefit the uh, Science Center of Southern Illinois. So coming up on Thursday at the Varsity Theater, opportunity to benefit the Science Center. All right, this has been an exciting and informative episode of Your Community Spirit for me. I hope you've enjoyed it too. Uh, treesong at treesong.org is the email address. In the meantime... I hope you have a good week, and we'll see you here next week on the radio.